Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of One Meal, One Workout. We are broadcasting live from Madison, Wisconsin, Commerce, Texas, Waycross, Texas, and Marietta, no, Waycross, Georgia, sorry, and Marietta, Georgia, with our guest, and it is uh, an exciting, beautiful evening here in Wisconsin. Mark, how is it in in, uh, in the greater parts of Texas? Other than being really humid, it's fine. It's about 80% humidity, though. 80% humidity. That's always fun. That's not too bad. I've heard it worse in Texas. Don, how is it down your way? Uh, pretty nice. It was uh, in, I think, the 70s today, low 70s. There wasn't any wind, so it wasn't really cold. It was overcast. It was just kind of a uh, calm day. Wasn't bad. Wow. It's probably, I think it was like 44 earlier today, right, Sonia? Yeah, we have a couple people here. We have a live studio audience for the first time on One Meal, One Workout. Pretty exciting. Cause if you hear craziness going on in the background and 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 revelry and things like that, and uh, you know, there's no telling what these people may do. It's just they're crazy. They're crazy, I tell you. So anyway, um, without too much further ado, we also have on us uh, with us today as our guest. I'm going to go ahead and introduce him now. He's more of a part of the family than a guest. Is Mr. Joshua Perkins. How's it going, Joshua? Hey, everyone. And Joshua is a longtime friend of mine, and uh, we're going to share our experiences today about the Virginia Tough Mudder in just a minute um, after we do a little little warm-up and how you do here. So uh just wanted to jump in real quick and remind everybody that's out there listening that we have a contest going on right now. Ladies, I don't know if you knew the, about the contest. I'm telling you about the contest. If you haven't been keeping up on the episodes, it's called the Send to Me an E-Mail Contest. It's an Italian contest. Um, don't know why, but it is. And so basically, we've got two emails categories you can send in. One is you can send in an email that tells your success story, how you've been able to get more fit and more healthy. Or two, you can send in a question for the panel of experts, and I will find an expert because I'm not one, and get your question answered. And if uh, the top question in each category will receive either A, a road ID. If you don't know what that is, go to roadid.com, look it up. I have one. They're awesome. B, uh, a hat that Mark's not wearing tonight, so he can't show you what it looks like, but it's a custom Element OP embroidery cap. So they're very nice. Or three, um, a T-shirt that's just been, yet to be designed or created. So one of those three prizes will be yours if you're the top person in either category. We're only going to run this for a couple more weeks, so you still got time to get it in, but time is passing quickly. And the T-shirt is going to be uh, Luigi saying, so you sent to me an email. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> exactly right. It's going to be Luigi wearing an Element Opie hat <laughs> on the T-shirt saying, you won the content. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's it. Mark, what's going on with you? Uh, I, I see something in the show notes here that sounds kind of interesting. Well, you are, uh, we, what, we did what, uh, a couple of weeks ago, an episode on, uh, know your numbers, that sort of thing. And I had my, uh, regular checkup just recently. And it's, it's one of those things I, I think I may have mentioned on the podcast before, but when you're, uh, a very large guy, and I'm a very large guy, I'm not just fat, I'm really fat. And, uh, when you go to a doctor, they have to find something wrong with you. It's like it goes against all their medical training if you're fat and healthy. You can't be that. So, and I have this long-term relationship with this doctor, and every time I go in, he's determined to find something wrong with me. So he runs every blood test known to man, hooks me up to electrodes, and he just, he just, he did it. And this week, this time, he finally did. My blood sugar was two points too high. So he finally found something wrong with me, and he was really happy about that. Now, when you say two points, you mean your like your glucose or your A1C? No, the no, glucose, you know, it's supposed to be under a hundred. It was at a hundred two. Hundred two. Congrats. I'm marking it. You need, you need to take care of that. That's high blood sugar. Right. Well, it, well it I got was, a nurse sitting right over here. She'll tell you. <laughs> it was the day after my daughter's birthday party. So I'm pretty sure there was a couple of pieces of cake that contributed to that. Right. Yeah, that'll do it. So. And see, I thought you were going to tell us that your BMI was too high. <laughs> I think that's a good one. <laughs> Love yeah. the BMI, which which uh, bring, I, have a, I, have a, I have a story. I have another article we're going to talk to in a future episode about the BMI. But anyway, so. That's great, Mark. So other than, other than being a really, really big guy, you're still fairly healthy. Yeah, it sort of defies all convention. I mean, clearly I'm not healthy, but right. all the major numbers, the things that, that you may uh, tend to look at um, are within line or maybe just borderline at most. As now, we like say said, in the corporate world, you meet all your metrics. That's right. <laughs> well, like I said before, you know, my, my blood pressure was borderline, my blood sugar was borderline, and while that's a great song by Madonna, it's no way to live your life. So uh, I'm only going to use that one more time, then I'm going to retire it because it's already way past its 
prime. But uh, yeah, I was the same way. I, I was blessed with good genetics and squeezed by for a long time just being a, a fat, healthy guy, but finally started catching up to me by the time I got to be 40. You're just slightly over that, if I remember correctly, or right at that, aren't you? I'm at 39. You? 39, yeah. So next year, your numbers are going to crash. Uh, next year, I'm going to win. <laughs> It'll be on 103 this. next time when you go. Anyway, just kidding. So in the news, we do have a little uh, uh, interesting article here. Ties in with our guest we had last week. If you haven't heard last week's episode, we had uh, Laura Field. She's a registered dietitian, works for the University of Chicago. She's a celiac disease expert and an all-around cool person and knows a whole lot about that disease. It's a great show. If you know anybody that's got celiac disease or anything like that, or if you just want to know more about it, I would go back and listen to episode 18 and, and get that information. But I just stumbled across this article that's out of the, uh, the Washington Post, our favorite conservative journal. And uh, I thought it was interesting. I'm not going to go into the details of it. We'll put the link in the show notes if you want to go back and read it. But it's it says, the title is, uh, scroll just a little bit, scroll. Come on, Windows 7, work with me. Three years after deadline, FDA still hasn't defined gluten-free. So the FDA still themselves don't know what the definition of gluten-free is. They've been trying to define it for a number of years. Um, it, that, is, like this, that is roughly the time it took to build a tunnel beneath the English Channel to connect Britain to France. And the FDA still can't figure out what gluten-free really means. So um, they're working on it. Apparently about 3 million people now have been diagnosed with celiac disease. And so they're trying to decide what gluten-free really means so that when you go buy things that say gluten-free on them, you're really getting something that is gluten-free. Um, we actually talked about that on the show a little bit last week with, with Laura, um, because you say you, you buy something that says it's gluten-free, then you find out it was made in a plant with wheat germ everywhere and it ends up affecting you anyway and those kind of things. So not necessarily uh, a good thing. But that's it for the warm-up. The warm-up's done. We're done. That's the shortest warm-up in the history of the show. Because we're right ready to get on to the topic of discussion for the day, which is the Virginia Tough Mudder 2011. So, Don, Mark, I know you've heard a little bit about this. I've talked about it before, but Joshua, you're on there, right? You're still here. You're with us. Absolutely. All right. Why don't you, so Don and Mark don't have to listen to me talk about it again. Tell us what is the Tough Mudder. Kind of give, a, give give us a, if you're walking down the street and you got your Tough Mudder t-shirt on and some guy says, that's a cool shirt, what is it? Give them the uh, the Cliff Notes version of what is the Tough Mudder. Well, a Tough Mudder is a, not a race. It is a more of an endurance challenge. It is a 10-mile, uh, not a walk in the park, <laughs> sort of the <laughs> ski resort they were at. It is a 10-mile uh, up and down the hills, uh, multiple obstacles that are developed by uh, former Navy SEALs. And uh, it's, it's as tough as you can be, and there is mud. <laughs> Lots there was of mud. mud. Even at this particular one, there was more hills than mud, I'd have to say, because um, they do them all over the nation, and I think they're expanding to Japan, and they're going to have some in a couple in Great Britain. And so... Um, this is something Josh and I have been signed up for for months and months and months. And finally the weekend came and we drove nine hours to Virginia, spent the night in a, a swanky resort. And then we got up at three fifteen in the morning and went to IHOP and ate a ginormous breakfast and then drove to the event. And, uh, there was how many people on Saturday, Joshua did it with us? 9,000, something like that. It was about 9,000. Yep. Yeah, 9,000 people in, in waves of four to 600. Joshua, I were in the very first wave. We were up in the very front. Don't know what we were thinking, but we were up there in the very front, and uh, it was pretty exciting. So, um, Josh, just give me – I know you've already kind of touched that a little, touched on it a little bit, but give me your overall impression of, of the event. Like, how did you think the event was run? What did you, what did you think about it? And, and, and mention, if you would, the charity aspect of it. Uh, for the event, uh, it was very, very well put together. A lot of signage to tell you where to park. Uh, a lot of people just standing around there just to help oncoming people, tell them where the bathrooms are, where the sign-in is. Everything was very well organized, considering that there's 9,000 people there. Uh, and from that, you go and get signed in, uh, get your your uh, wristbands, and pretty much you know exactly where to go for the start, and you start to warm up, and you're good to go. So overall, I, I think the whole thing was just very well put together. 
we had some kind of hiccups at the end with the the bag uh, claim, but other than that, I was really impressed. Yeah, it was, it's a very professional organization, and they their their goal is this year alone, I think, to raise three, raise three million dollars for the uh, for the Wounded Warrior Foundation. So that's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool thing to do, I think. So and, and for guys, lack of a better idea, guys, I have a question um, for you. Why that's did you perfect, go to Vir- Mark. Why did you go to Virginia? Is that the closest one to you? Just that to uh, me. I'll take that one. <laughs> go ahead. We originally wanted to go to the Atlanta one, but that was in February. And at that time, uh, even I wasn't even prepared to uh, do a, a, an endurance race like this. Uh, and so we just kind of missed our time on that. So the next closest one, Aaron pointed out, was Virginia. That's just a hop, skip, and a jump from where we're at. So we uh, decided to go on that, and rather than wait until February of next year to go to one. Right. Yeah, they they are all over the nation, but uh, there there's one in Atlanta, then there's Texas and Virginia and Florida, and Florida and Virginia are about the same distance, and so we ended up picking the Florida one. But you know, I may have thought second a second time about it if I would have realized before I paid for it that it was at a ski resort. And that pretty much the whole course was up and down <laughs> the ski slopes of the ski resort. And it was, it was killer. If I do one again, it's going to be in Texas or Florida. You want one in an air force base, right? <laughs> yeah. On an air force base. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I, what I thought I'd do and Mark, I don't know if you can, if you saw my note, if you can turn yourself up in my, my feet a little bit, I haven't had a little bit of time, hard time hearing you, um, is there's 25 obstacles on our event and, just kind of give you an idea of what we did and what it was. I thought we'd just run through these. And Joshua even came up, we came up with a grading system just to add more excitement and fun. So that uh, kind of give you an idea of each obstacle and what it is and what we did. And if, if, please feel free to jump in and ask questions. Or if, if you think it gets boring at any point, then tell me and we'll just skip to number 25 and pretend we're at the end. And we'll act like the, the, the audio cut out and, and we just jump to the very end of it. So anyway... <laughs> So what we did, this is this is my fancy um, grading system. I gave we gave each event a uh, grade from one to ten on toughness, on how tough the event was, and then a grade of A to F on how much fun and well designed it was. And, and so, Aaron, I don't think for anyone that doesn't really know much about the Tough Mudder, which may be a good bit of our audience, I don't think any of this is going to be boring because this is. Whenever I describe Tough Mudder to people, I usually describe it as a obstacle course for adults who may also happen to be insane. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got a, so I've these got are a pretty few. entertaining even to hear about. And if you go on toughmudder.com, you can see pictures and video. And there's lots of people that put stuff on YouTube as well. But just the descriptions will probably blow away some folks that, haven't, that have no idea yeah. what this is. I can actually give you a, a link to, to Joshua and I singing the Star Spangled Banner. At least I was singing. Joshua was, was standing. Um but that's one thing I do is I belt the Star Spangled Banner when it comes when it's an opportunity. Uh, yeah, so like a um, true Texan, exactly. I will say this, uh, and and Sonya and Christy can confirm it, and Joshua too because he saw me on Monday. That for about the first three days afterward, I walked I walked like John Wayne after a trail ride. My legs were so <laughs> sore. They're finally starting to loosen up a little bit today, but man, I was sore because it was so hilly. But anyway, obstacle number one was the Braveheart Charge, is what they call it. Basically, they always start the race off going down a hill. And you run down the hill and you scream, you know, whatever you want to scream. But did you yell freedom? Now, I, I, I actually, I don't know why I just chose to go spoon. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I really didn't. I wish I would have thought of that, but I didn't. Um, I really wish I would have. At the point, at that moment, I was really just thinking, dear Lord, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Like that. That's what I was really thinking. Uh, so we ran down that hill and it actually wasn't as far as I thought it was going to be. I gave that one. That was probably the easiest thing of the entire day. I gave that a one. Joshua, what about you? I gave it a two just because of the misting machines, because about 50 feet in, they doused you with mist and it was 36 degrees when we were out there. Yeah. yeah they were spraying us with water a few times. And as far as fun though, I did give it an A for funness. Uh, That's I, had to give it a well. C I had to give it a C. It wasn't, anything they had to think about. <laughs> it wasn't that fun to you. All right. So, yeah. so we go down this hill and we, we turn around the corner, we go into this little tunnel and then immediately start up our first hill. And it's a pretty good climb. And I'm at that point, I'm already, 
you know, thinking this is going to be pretty hilly because we can, I mean, we're looking out over this gigantic valley. It's a beautiful view, but it's really, really obviously going to be a hilly route. And I think if you've been listening to the show, you know, I've been kind of injured for the last few months. And so I was trying to baby my knee a little bit. Uh, so hopefully it would last through the race. And so we struggled up to the top of the hill, we being me. And, uh, and we got to the top of the hill and there was the first set of what they call the Berlin walls, which are freestanding wooden walls. Ten, these, this set was 10 foot tall, which being a, uh, still a pretty big guy was one of the obstacles I was uh, more concerned about trying to get over a 10 foot wall. So we, uh, we ran up to it and, um, helped boost a couple people over. And then Joshua gave me a foot up. I grabbed the top. He lifted up on my foot. Another guy shoved me in the rear and I got my leg up over and I was over the first wall in a matter of just a couple of seconds. So, and Joshua, I got some applause from the audience. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, Joshua, you know, being in much better shape than I am and younger, uh, not that that has anything to do with how good a shape he is, but he, um, he was able to just jump up there and grab it and do a little chin up and flip over it like it was nothing. So for him, he probably gave it a toughness of what Joshua two. I gave it a five just because of the overall toughness. Yeah. I gave it a seven for me. Tough. If it, it would have seven for me, it'd have been a 15 if I'd have been unassisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a 397 for me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I told Joshua, I said, I was just going to get it back up, really get a good running start, and just do a juggernaut on it, run right through the wall, through the middle of it. But I don't know if I could actually make it or not. I, I'd probably get frowned upon. So I, I gave that an A, though, for funness for me, because it was physically challenging, and I was able to do it. And that made it a lot of fun for me to be able to do that. You know, a year ago, I would have just said, no, thank you. I'll, you know, I'll have a cookie. Um, I would not have even attempted it. So for me, I gave it an A. Joshua, how about you? I gave it an A plus, and I have to preface uh, some of these are uh, these obstacles because I like to climb and I like to crawl. So that's going to be a constant thing through most of this. I'm I'm going to love the crawling ones and I'm going to love the climbing ones. And uh, it was a heck of a lot of fun pushing you over the thing too. <laughs> yeah, I had I had the hands of a strange man on my rear. I don't know who he was, but I, whoever you are out there, thank you. Um, so we, we get over the Berlin walls and we go down a long hill. It's, it's probably about a mile. I think if I remember looking back at the, the map of it and we got down to the bottom of the ski slope, basically we, we turned the corner and there's the first of the, of the second of the, 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 the obstacle obstacles. And they, um, they call it the gauntlet. In this case, the way they built the gauntlet was they took round bales of hay, which are probably about five foot tall. They put, made two rows of them. Then they put, um, they went across those with, other rope bales bales so basically it was like big big hail bale hay, hay bale hurdles try to say that three times fast hay bale hurdles but in between each one they also had barbed wire that you had to go under and again they were spraying us with the water so um that was a fun one i gave that one a, a five for toughness joshua again just shoved me over that one on the rear that helped a little bit but um that was kind of a partial climb partial shove uh and I gave it a B for funness. It would have been more fun if um, if it would have been, um, what's the word? I don't, I don't know. It, it was it was kind of like a, it wasn't quite. Cha- it was a little too easy, in the sense that I was able to just kind of jump up there and Joshua gave me a little shove and he went over it. You know, it's kind of like ah, that was pretty fun. It was it was an okay designed obstacle. How would you say, Joshua? Well, I gave it a six uh, because that one was another one where they had the misters, and I was not liking the misters. Doesn't like the misters. <laughs> didn't like the you misters. Like the, the, the climbing but, and the crawling, but not the misters. Yeah, but I did give it an A for fun because that was another climbing one. I definitely like pushing you over too. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is so like we, shoving we, you around. I think Aaron. I think it is. That's what it is. So we, we start up the hill, and uh, we go quite a ways up the hill. Um, and we get to what they call the devil's beard, which was a big cargo net that was big rope cargo net, not like a little one like you put over your top of your van to hold your tent down. This is like a big con- commercial cargo net, and it's staked, staked down the corners very tight. So in the middle, you can get under it and get up a little bit, but on the edges, it's really tight to the ground. You have to crawl up the hill underneath it. So this is one of the time that my actual size was an advantage because I just got in the middle, got under it, got up on all fours, lifted up on the net, and just went. I was I just flew right under that one. So I gave that one for me a two for toughness because it was no challenge to me at all as far as physically. And I, but I gave it an A for fun because these two little girls, I say little girls, they were probably in their twenties, um, were next to me and we got to the end of it. They're like, thank you, because they just crawled along beside me and the net never touched them. <laughs> they thought that was pretty funny. 
What about you, well, Joshua? Aaron, that uh, brings up a question. You've mentioned on each episode, uh, Hurdle here, some assistance. Was this a, a, a very team-oriented event? I mean, obviously you're all working separately, but was, was there a good sense of helping each other out? Well, the, the whole event, on the average, 80% of the people who participate are part of a team, and they encourage that. Josh and I were the two team members of Team Suck It Up. That was the name of our team. We didn't get T-shirts or anything made, but that was the official name of our team, Suck It Up, um, as in quit whining and just suck it up and do it, um, which we need to mention the pledge, too, at some point, Josh. We can do that at the end. We can finish with the pledge. And so, yeah, there are lots of teamwork. Um, the pledge actually has to do with uh, – I guess it's time to mention the pledge now. Part of the pledge is you you say you're going to help your course competitors over your own time. It's not a race, like Joshua said at the beginning. It's more of a challenge. And so everybody helps everybody. There's people at the top of obstacles pulling people up. There's people helping each other up. If somebody falls down, there's people to help you up. People are asking each other, are you doing all right? You know, all that kind of stuff. So the whole event is definitely meant uh, team. What would you say, Joshua? Do you, I mean, do you see camaraderie everywhere you look? Absolutely. Uh, I was definitely helping as many people as I could, and uh, I was thankful that there was somebody to help me out as well when I needed help. Uh, And there was people that, you know, that would run through the whole entire thing, uh, and after reading afterwards, that would do it in two hours. And there was people who did it in four hours and made sure they helped every single person they possibly could uh, in the meantime. So, Uh, Joshua. And as far as, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. After you, <laughs> I was I was gonna say on that particular um, the Devil's Beard there, I uh, I gave that a five on toughness. It really wasn't that tough, um, but I gave it a C because unlike Aaron, I did it kind of stupidly, and I was by the edge where the um, rope is tied down, so I was pushing against that, and it was pushing me down and not thinking if I go in the middle, it's going to be much easier. So I just didn't think that one through, and I kind of worked against myself on that. <laughs> Luckily, you're in good shape. Didn't didn't wipe you yeah. out. So the next obstacle was a was kind of a fun one. It's called They call it Hold Your Wood. And uh, that's what it's called. I'm just reading the sign. And uh, basically what you do is you run up, and there's a big pile of wood there, and you pick up a log, and you run down a ski slope, turn, and you come back, and you throw your piece of wood back in the pile for the next person to use. And there's pieces of wood that are as small as like a big thermos, you know, maybe 14, 15 inches long and about six or seven inches in diameter up to the ones like Joshua and I had, which were probably 18 inches long, 6 to 18, 20 inches long and probably 12 inches around. I would guess mine, I didn't pick up Joshua's, but I, I, I'm guessing mine probably weighed, what, 50 pounds? Joshua, you think yours weighed about 50? Yeah, I think we had the same weight, just different dimensions, but I, I think 50 pounds is about right. So you have to pick it up, throw it on your shoulder, and run down this route and then run back. And there's this is another thing, Mark, like you were talking about teamwork. They have, if you go look at some of the pictures on Tough Mudder, you'll see people carrying actual logs. So they'll have some, you know, eight-foot logs that you can pick up and carry as a team. Uh, I gave this one a six for toughness, mostly because I decided I was going to be really smart and play this cool. I said to myself, when I run up to the pile of wood, I'm going to pick up the first piece of wood I saw. And so I did, and it was heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it may have weighed more. I don't know. It, it felt like it was about a hundred pounds. It was probably about 50 pounds or so maybe 60. And uh, so I was pretty tired from by the end of it. It was just big enough too, that it, I don't know about yours, Josh, but mine was lopsided. So I couldn't one shoulder. I could get it to balance the other shoulder. I couldn't, but I still gave it a, uh, an A for fun because it was, it was just a neat event to do that and carry it. Some, some races they do a tire instead of a piece of wood. I was glad we had the wood instead of the tire. Yeah. I gave it a five for toughness. It wasn't really necessarily tough, tough, but I gave it a C just because it was just kind of, it, it wasn't fun. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of just In annoying to get up the hill with the wood and then go back down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, and then that after all that, that was just the warm up. Now the fun really begins. We kind of run through the woods a little bit and we come out and before us is the funky monkey. It's about this, a 30. This is the one from looking at all the events that I have the most trepidation about, about well, doing in any Tough Motor event I ever planned to attend. Well, this one and the walls were the two that were, you know, intimidating me. You guys know I've been working on trying to get where I can do a chin up. That's one of my goals for the end of the year still. And the funky monkey is monkey bars, hand over hand monkey bars, about, I'd say, 30, 40 feet of them over uh, about a little over waist deep water. 
And like Joshua mentioned before, it's probably about 40 degrees by that time, maybe 38 degrees outside. So I knew it was going to be cold. And, uh, and, and how I heard far that they, above that water are you, Aaron? Are you uh, toe-touching the water? Goes, it goes up and then back down. So you start off about two or three foot above the water. You get up to about five or six foot above the water, depending on how tall you are. And uh, so it's, it's, you're not real high. They had some people break their ankle last year, so they made sure the water was plenty deep and you weren't way too far above it. Um, our last time, not last year, the last event. So I was actually going into this one knowing it was going to be tough because I'd heard they greased some of the bars, but they didn't grease the bars this time, did they, Joshua? No, I found that out the hard way. What did they do instead? Tell everyone, Joshua, what they did. They took the bars, and they were not greased, but they rotated within the wood, so the whole bar would move. And turn. It, it would, the whole bar would actually turn. So if, in my case, I got about halfway, because all the other bars were fine, and about halfway, if you don't have momentum, you can't, can't swing yourself at that point got no grip because the bar is going with you so yeah. i ended up at a standstill with no momentum and unable to grab anything near me yeah you only had about one more then you'd have been on the downhill side and you probably could have kept going but that last one kind of stole your momentum like i said i was very excited because i made it three bars <laughs> i was so excited awesome. i mean i came up out of the water like yes i did three bars because um, you know, last June I couldn't hold my body weight and hang for a second. Literally, I could, if I tried to like hang on the monkey bar, I would just fall off. I couldn't even hold my weight. So to be able to actually physically move three bars, I was like, yes. And then I dropped into the 40 degree water and, and went across and came up. Now I will say this, and we have ladies in our audience and ladies that are out there listening. This is not, I'm not being disparaging to women. It's a biological fact. Women have less upper body strength than guys. And so some of the women chose to either hook their feet on the bars and go across hands and feet, or a few of them actually climbed up on top of the monkey bars and just ran across and jumped back down. So I understand, you know, why they might have wanted to do that. Um, if I was a woman, things would be really weird. So I'm not even going to go any further with that analogy. Uh, but that, yeah, the funky monkey was the beginning of being soaking wet, you know, shoes full of water, you know, shirt and pants and everything wet. And uh, it just got more fun from there. So I gave that one a nine for toughness and a B for fun. And the only reason it was only a B for fun is because I've given almost all of them an A. So I felt like I needed another B. Because <laughs> it really was a lot of fun. In fact, I'm changing it right now on my spreadsheet. It's an A now. I just upgraded it. I've adjusted its grade. Got an A. Josh, how about you? All right. I gave it a 7 and I gave it a C. It would have been a heck of a lot more fun if I could have made it past that one bar because I guarantee <laughs> I would have made it the whole way. <laughs> That's funny. So we, we come off the Funky Monkey. We head up into the wood. Uh, and... This one is kind of just a, this was kind of a, I don't know, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the word is, kind of a uh, give me type uh, obstacle. Call it the log bog jog. And it's basically, as you're running down this trail, they have a whole bunch of logs across the trail that you have to climb up and on and jump off of. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. I gave it an A just because it was kind of fun. It was kind of an easy one. And I just, but I gave it a toughness of three because it really wasn't that difficult. I mean, Nathaniel could do it. He's my five-year-old son, but uh, he wouldn't be able to do it as fast as I did, but he could do it. So it wasn't tough at all. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I gave it a three. It wasn't very tough. I, I gave it a B. I mean, it wasn't, it was okay. It was just like running through the wood, the, the trail runs through here. Yeah. A poorly so, maintained trail run. Yeah, poorly maintained trail run, exactly. It's like Kennesaw Mountain. Um, so we, we come out of the woods, uh, and then um, we get to what was probably my favorite event, only because this was the only one that I did better than Joshua. <laughs> I have to throw that in there. Um, I want to go ahead right now while we're, we're nine obstacles into it or eight obstacles into it and say that for the record, there's no way I could have done this without Joshua. I mean, I could have walked nine miles without Joshua, but as far as the obstacles, he helped me over many of them. He waited for me when my knee did give out about four miles into it. Um, so I just want to say publicly to the whole interwebs out there, thanks to Joshua for not only um, going and doing it with me, but being a true teammate and helping me over the obstacles that he was able to help me on and waiting for me um, whenever I could not go fast. And, and, uh, and I did beat you on one obstacle and I was happy about that. So I could say I did one thing exemplary and that is a twinkle toes. It's a balance beam about probably 30, yeah. 40 foot across a pit of water. It's, it's two, two by 12s nailed together and it gets pretty shaky in the middle. And uh, I ran right across that thing. Like I knew what I was doing. It was mostly luck, I think, but, uh, I'm going to claim it as skill. 
<laughs> I gave it a seven for toughness based on the number of people I fall, saw falling in and an A for fun. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I, I gave it a uh, six for toughness. It wasn't really that tough except for me. <laughs> uh, I made it about I made it about a third of the way, and I don't know what happened. I just lost my balance, and uh, that therefore I give it a C because I really didn't have fun losing my balance. But uh, I, I would bump that up to an A though because I I, I was very happy for Aaron. He uh, did awesome on it. Yeah, he he ran out there. We were side by side, and he guarded out there, and I. Went in the water, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Maybe I blew you off the other board, Joshua. That's what it was. It was my sonic boom. Aaron was busy shaking yeah. the boards while Josh was trying to get across. That's what it was. Yeah, we, we were on separate boards. What was really funny was my legs. We had already climbed a couple of hills and been in the, ice, the cold water already, so my legs were like quivering. Put my foot out on the first board. When I first put it out there, it was like, <laughs> I stepped back. <laughs> tried it again. I, I said, oh, hold on a second. Let the next guy go. And I did a couple of squats and kind of shook my legs out, and then I went. But. So after that, we, we climbed over some rocks to a ditch and around a corner, and we came up to what I think was one of my favorite obstacles. I thought I'd hate it, but it was actually kind of strangely fun. And this one they call the Chernobyl Jacuzzi. And there's a bunch of 40-foot uh, commercial dumpsters lined up, and they're labeled Reactor 1, Reactor 2, Reactor 3, like that. And you pick your reactor you want to go into, and you go, up, you, you go down it long way. So you're coming up to the narrow end, so you got 40 foot you have to traverse. And, uh, and it's got water in it, and they put some kind of coloring in each one of them. So one's like pink and one's yellow. One's, I was in the yellow one. Um, and I think you were too, weren't you, Joshua? Didn't we go in the same one? Absolutely, yep, same one. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, it'd be bad enough to have to jump in the water. But then in the middle of it, they have a board across with barbed wire over the top of it. So you have to duck your head and go under the board. So you have to put your head totally under the water for the first time. But then on top of that, over to the side, you have the beautiful image of a ready ice truck and a front end loader that's dumping front end load bucket loads of ice into these things. So this was literally ice water, like an ice bath. Um, and, and that was the Chernobyl jacuzzi. I gave it a six for toughness. Just, it wasn't physically tough, but you know, it was, it was bracing to say the least, but I gave it an A for fun because I actually kind of enjoyed that sadistically, uh, jumping in the ice water and going through it and coming out the other side. You know, I wonder if maybe they do that intentionally to, uh, maybe help mitigate some of the injuries gathered along the way, because that's a long enough time to, to help uh, maybe stem some swelling or something. <laughs> you say that. I jumped out and said, that was great. I needed to ice my glutes anyway. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> How about you, Joshua? What do you think of the Chernobyl jacuzzi? Well, I gave it a seven. Uh, not necessarily because it was tough, because we were already cold going into it and we were cold coming out of it. But it's more of a mental toughness. When you're yeah. standing there saying, I'm going to jump into ice water when it's this, however many degrees it was at that point, and go dunk my head under and then try to climb out myself, that was something to overcome, at least for me, mentally. And uh, once I jumped in, it was no problem. Uh, I gave it a B just because it was fun for what it was. Right. It was funny because as Joshua and I are climbing up the ladder to jump into it, I said, it can't be any colder than the Funky Monkey. And it was. <laughs> There's a difference between 40 degrees and 30 degrees, let me tell you. Uh, it's about 10 degrees, usually. Um, so anyway, we, we, we get through this Chernobyl jacuzzi, head into the wood, and the next thing is they call the spider's web, and it's about a 10-foot-tall vertical cargo net that you have to climb up and over. Simple, simple obstacle. Um, actually pretty fun. I gave it a six just because at that point you're shaking so bad and cold and everything. It made it a little tough. Uh, probably more like a five. I'm changing it to five. Hold on a second, everybody. Pause. Okay, now it's a five. And I gave Damn it a B for fun because uh, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Josh, how about you? Yeah, I gave it a five, um, and but I gave it an A for fun because it's a climbing one for me. And plus, this was <laughs> an area where uh, both of us were able to help people by holding the net steady. Um, it's just one of those, it makes it more enjoyable to help somebody. Um, Fine, I'm changing possibly. it to an A. It's an A. I changed mine. You talked me into it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were able to help both of us helped a lot of people over it by keeping the ropes or the, the netting steady and uh, keeping it pulled down. That was fun. Yeah. And I'm giving that one an A plus because it's a throwback to American gladiators. <laughs> exactly. So we, we got out of the woods and we came up to what was a, one of my favorite obstacles actually. 
Um, I've given everything just about an A, so I can't. I should have done A, A plus, A minus, but everything's getting A just about. And they call it grease slide, and it's a giant slip and slide, probably about a hundred feet long. Um, there's water, you know, spraying at the top of it, which actually felt warm by that point. And then you slide down to the bottom into a pit of water, and um, it was a lot of fun. I did not run and belly flop onto it like some of the more fit guys did because I wanted to continue in the race, but I did get down and shove myself onto my belly, and I actually have a, a picture of myself sliding down it that they took uh, into a, you know, a little pool of water at the end. And um, it was kind of funny because at that point, you know, I'm soaking wet. I'm already freezing cold. I'm numb pretty much from the chest down. But I'm, I just stood there in the waist deep water at the end until Joshua came. And uh, this lady, was there was a, a thermal blanket floating in the end. She's like, can you get that blanket? And I was like, sure, I'll get that while I'm in here. So I got the blanket and tossed it out. And um, So that was a lot of fun. Now, I will say this. Uh, actually, go ahead, Joshua. I, g- I gave it a two for toughness. It was a, it was a really easy obstacle. It was just fun. And an A for fun. And, uh, Josh, go ahead and give me your your stats, and then I have one little follow-up on it if you don't have anything else on the Grease Lightning. Yeah, uh, I gave it a five um, just because, you know, it's, it's kind of daunting to jump into, you know, a slip and slide that has a big mud at the end. It's kind of more of a mental toughness than anything. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a D, though, for fun because, for me... <laughs> I got stuck halfway down, and I slid and got totally stuck halfway down. I don't know what it was. I just ran out of lubrication underneath me or whatever, and I had to turn around and try to crawl down the thing on my belly. So that was a there's a, there's a good picture of that too. <laughs> yeah, That's we got it before and after that. But uh, yeah. I did read um, that a lot of people. Um, were either injured or got major bumps from it because they, this is a constant theme to the whole thing. They didn't clear out any rocks. This, they just laid down tarp throughout the course and, uh, you, you gotta have to watch out. And, uh, yeah. I, I heard a lot of people got hurt on that. Yeah. There was the, I asked somebody at one point who, you know, I wonder where they hired the dump truck to come dump the rocks at the top of the hill to roll down everywhere. Cause everywhere it was very rocky. And I'm assuming what happened is people continued to slide on it, the mud, underneath you know wiggled away and left rocks exposed that weren't obvious whenever they started but what i was going to add on to this was at the end of it you climbed out and there was about a six foot piece of plastic where you kind of got out of it and then there was about eight foot of mud there at the end of it so i I hopped out of the water sat down on the piece of plastic and was just going to kind of slide down to the end well it was at a pretty steep grade and i slid fast and i came off the end of the plastic and went feet you know feet up in the air rear end first into the mud ended up getting dirt in my pants uh, which was not fun, but it's not an obstacle, so I can't give it an F, or I would. That part was not too fun, but I was able to <laughs> dig it out later and get all the dirt out of my pants, so that I was okay to continue. But um, so we uh, we finished the you know, slip Aaron, slide. Of all the grease- things you've said so far, the you digging in your pants is the part that bothers me the most. Yeah, that, that was the toughest part, but it's okay, really. So uh, we 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 finished the grease slide and we head down, and by this time we're about um about three three and a half miles into it. Um, we get to what they call the boa constrictors, which are like irrigation pipes. They go downhill into water and then come and you have to go under some barbed wire in the middle of the water and then come back up out of the pipe about 25 foot long. Probably, um, those were actually kind of fun. I gave it a C, um, for funness, a six for toughness, a C for funness only because, um, I was, a dis- I was disappointed in it. I was looking forward to challenging myself cause I've seen pictures at other locations where where the tunnel comes into the water, there's only about four inches of air. And, you know, so it's a real mental toughness thing to get down there at the end and try to keep your head up out of the water and come on out of the tunnel. But ours only had about four inches of water in it. So it wasn't actually that challenging, and I was a little disappointed in that. But the challenging part was so many people had been through it ahead of me and drug mud into the tunnel that went uphill that when I started going up it, I was like, a, I was like the wadding in a, in a, you know, Civil War rifle. Uh, I was dragging this pile of mud and water in front of me and trying to turn sideways to climb up the hill. And uh, our audience has just tripled in size and uh, went on up to the top of it. And uh, Joshua reached down in and pulled me out about the last five feet. But that was a pretty fun obstacle. Regardless of yeah, the fact it that was, the water. Yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. I, You know, the toughness of it, it's one of those mental toughness ones because you're looking online, you see it. Uh, being hard, but once you get in there, it really wasn't that hard. I, I gave it a seven just for mental toughness, but it was a heck of a lot of fun to get in it though. And to, yeah. from the previous obstacle, I had about I, I got my foot about a foot and a half of mud, 
uh, on my legs and stuff, so it was nice to get into water again to wash all that off as much as I could. So at this point is when the race went south for Aaron, Aaron being me. Um, we hit the obstacle that they call the death march, which is usually a big hill climb. On this one, it turned out to be actually a guy um, from Facebook sent me his like mapping thing that he used. I don't know if it was a Garmin or what. It wasn't a Garmin, but some kind of device that he used to map it. This hill, um, yeah. Hit interject there, but you missed uh, missed the obstacle there, the underwater tunnel. That's the one I was just talking about. Underwater tunnel. That's the same as the boat tractor. It was it was a duplicate. I cleared that one out of there because the boat tractor and the The underwater underwater tunnel were the same, right? The underwater tunnels were we jump in the dumpster and then. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. I took that out of my list. You're right, Joshua. And there was a, you, you had a, a big pit and you had to duck your head under some board, under some log. Um, that one was mostly cold. I would say I give that one a four for toughness and a, and a A for fun because it was ice cold water again and you got to stick your head under it. Yeah, I, what gave, about you, Josh? I gave it the same for toughness, but uh, I gave it a D for because I had to dunk my head underwater again. I didn't really <laughs> yeah, you can see a theme here. Aaron likes being in the water. Joshua likes climbing and, and, and crawling. So now and Joshua's to, not like being cold. Yeah. So now we're to the, the part I was talking about. So we get to the death march. Thank you, Joshua, for correcting me on that. I'd forgotten all about that. Obstacle. I whacked it out of my mind. It turned out the hill seemed like it was a long way. I was telling people it was at least a mile. It turned out it was 1.73 miles straight up like what would be like a double black diamond ski slope. Um. And by the time I got to the top of it, my knee that I've been having troubles with was pretty much gone. Um, and that was kind of the theme from the rest of it. So I, I won't go on and on about how bad my knee hurt, but it hurt a lot the whole rest of the way, especially all the downhills that we had to continue to do. So which which made us our time, our total time be a little over four hours where it probably should have been more like three hours. Um, but the death march was tough. There's a sign that said, dig deeper, dig your grave at one point. <laughs> So it was, it was quite a hill. I mean, very, very, very few people were actually trying to run up this hill. I mean, I would say with, within, within inside, I only saw one or two people at all out of all the hundreds of people that were doing it, that were actually trying to run up this hill. So I gave it a nine for toughness and I still gave it a B for fun because it was quite challenging. So if that doesn't get a 10, what does it take to get a 10? I didn't give anything a 10 cause I'm a tough mutter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll I'll correct that. I'll give it a ten. <laughs> because, okay, I'll change uh, it to a ten. I'm making it eleven. Yeah, actually. we'll we'll <laughs> throw that a ten out there. You know, I whenever I train, I do um, stair climber. I do several miles on it, and it didn't. Uh, you know, I'll do two and a half, three miles at a time on the stair climber, and that was nowhere near as tough as this. Um, you know, I I, I dig deep for that. But I'm going to give it a B for funness because uh, every, you know, quarter of the distance up the hill, if you look back, it was absolutely amazing. You look down to see where you came from, and you can look out in the, this is a ski resort, so you can look out in the, the scenery, and it just is absolutely amazing to look at. And the view was awesome. So that's what, that was fun for me, especially at the very top. That was so awesome. Yeah, it, it was steep enough that the, the last bit of it was so steep that you could, a couple people, I did it myself for a few feet. It was easier just to kind of lay over and put your hands on the ground and bear crawl up a part of it. And because it was also what we haven't mentioned is on all these slopes was about five to eight inch long grass that was very slick. Um, and Joshua decided to wear shoes with no traction. <laughs> he wore his old tennis shoes, so they had literally no traction on them, which is kind of funny. Um, but so um, I'm going to jump through these next three real fast. We we came out the top of the hill finally, and we um, actually I don't I want to we uh, want to jump on this one first, then I'll do the the three real fast. We did the kiss of mud. I know Joshua liked this one. Basically, you crawled through some mud underneath some barbed wire, just like a typical military obstacle. It was a lot of fun. I gave it a four for toughness. It wasn't that hard, other than the rocks. If you saw my knees right now, you'd see what my what the rocks could do to you if you hit them. Um, but I gave it a for fun because it was fun going underneath there. How about you, Josh? Uh, while, while you're doing that, I'm going to actually show my knee to the screen. For those of you out there that might be watching. I, uh, I give it the same on the toughness. Uh, the fun, I give it a B. The mud that I went through had already dried up, so it was 
not very good mud to dry, you know, crawl through. I wish it was something softer. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was fun. Okay, so then um, we got – that was at the top of the hill. Then we went out onto the golf course, basically. We ran around the golf course at this resort. Oh, I say run. That's a loose sense of the word. I was trying to run a little bit still at that time, but I was in so much pain that I wasn't able too much. But we did three obstacles up on the golf course. I'm just going to throw them out there real quick. We did – some tires where we ran through tires, you know, like you always see on the football tryouts. I actually gave that one a D because they didn't stagger the tires. They put them side by side. So you couldn't really do left, right, left, right, left, right. You had to like go hop, 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 or, you know, go straight down one row. It wasn't laid out like you normally would expect it to be. And I was also disappointed because they had said in past ones that they put some of them full of mud and they didn't have any ones with mud in it. I was kind of disappointed, but I understand why I was up on the golf course. So I gave that a three for toughness, D for, t- uh, for fun. Uh, log jamming, which was up and over some, you know, they had like stacks of uh, horizontal logs you had to go over and then under the next set. I gave that a four for toughness and a, a B for fun because that was kind of fun. And then then they had what they call bell bonds, which are double stacked, uh, the same rolled bales of hay double stacked, that, you know, like on a pyramid type thing you have to climb over. And I gave that a six for toughness because it was pretty high, pretty tall, and I gave it an A for fun because it was quite fun. So that was kind of back-to-back tires, log jam, and then the bail bonds. How about you, Josh? Uh, I echo the same sentiments on everything. Uh, the bail bonds one, the, uh, the hay bales one, I gave that a, a B, though, on funness. It wasn't – I was expecting a little bit harder and way too easy. And so after that, at that point um, – I was, like I said, pretty shot. And so the next obstacle, we come around, coming off the golf course, and we saw this obstacle, and I just said, no, no thanks. Because what they tell you, even though this is a tough motor, you're supposed to show how tough you are and your fortitude and all that, they say if you don't physically think you can complete an obstacle, feel free to not attempt it. We don't want you to get hurt. There's signs everywhere that says, we don't want you to have a heart attack. If you feel bad, sit down, you know, that kind of thing. So we came up, and it was the second set of Berlin walls, and these were 12 foot tall. So I really think I could have got over it with a boost again. You know, people would have boosted me up. If I could get my foot to the top of the wall, it's the same physically of getting over it. But then what you have is a four-foot drop minimum on the other side. If I hang on the other side, as far as I can hang down, I'm going to drop four foot. And I just had this image of myself dropping and my knee going, and that being the end of the race for me. So I helped about six or eight people over the wall just so I could participate. Um, And then I just walked around the walls and we went on. So I didn't give that one a toughness or a funness because I did not do it. How about you, Josh? I gave it an eight. I mean, it was it was much tougher. I, I gave it an A because it's still fun just climbing. Uh, <laughs> I definitely even even being as tall as I am, I still had to have somebody give me a foothold because it, twelve foot is pretty freaking high. And I would be that person that gave the foothold. I helped him on that one. I was very happy to do it. No ropes. I had a question from the audience. What was your question? No, there was no ropes. They did have a little uh, wood block about two foot up that you could, you know, if you were really, really a a jumper, you could run up and like put your foot on that and jump up and grab it. And I saw one or two people that actually were able to do it by themselves, but there were no ropes, no ropes to pull yourself over at all. So then the next thing is kind of a tough mudder staple that's called the mystery obstacle. You don't know what the obstacle is going to be until you get there. They usually put a picture up of kind of what it is. You can kind of see partly what it is. This one turned out to be about a 12 foot, maybe 15 foot. I'm just guessing probably 12, 15 foot tall. Um, you come up to it and it was like a big, you know, a uh, wide ladder. So it's like, you know, a 40 foot wide ladder, two by four ladder. You climb up to the top and there's a bunch of entrances with plastic over them. So you can't see what's in there and you go in it and there's a little platform and then it's a slide, which normally slides, no big deal. 15 foot slide, 12 foot slide, except there's no spot to sit and just slide off the edge. It's a straight drop. So the the obstacle really is all about mental toughness. Are you brave enough just to basically drop off the edge of this cliff and hope they did the math right <laughs> and that they got their physics right and that you're going to, you know, hit the slope and slide on out the end and not just splatter at the bottom. Um, so I would say that was a seven for toughness just mentally. It wasn't physically that tough once you did it, but it was a because it was cool. It was it was actually kind of neat once you got up there and did it. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I give it a seven for the mental toughness. I gave it a C because it really wasn't anything at the end of it. It wasn't like any kind of, ah, we got you. It was just really kind of thrown together, it felt. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed it just because of the 
the mental part of it. But like I said, it wasn't anything super crazy when you got to the end of it. So the next one's kind of a, a gimme uh, obstacle. They call them the kinky tunnels. And this basically for people who have claustrophobia for, so for me and Joshua, it wasn't a really big deal. It's wooden tunnels that they build that are about two foot wide, maybe 18 inches tall that go down and then they turn at about a 45, then turn back at another 45. So when you go in the tunnel, you can't see the end. You can't see any light at the end, but it wasn't really, really dark in there. It was mostly the toughest thing about it was climbing on the, the rock and crawling on the rocks and stuff on the ground because it was fairly rocky. So I gave it a four for toughness just for that part of it and a B because it was still kind of fun to crawl through the tunnels. Yeah, I, I gave it a, I gave it a, a four for toughness. It wasn't, it, they had them tall enough to where I can just go hands and knees uh, my height. So it wasn't really hard to crawl through, but it, I give it a B because it was still fun to crawl. I think that's the first one we gave it the exact same score on obstacle number 20. <laughs> that's funny. Next one's called shake and bake. Basically this one's kind of a two part obstacle. They hose you down with water. Um, and then you get to crawl under barbed wire through sand, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I gave that a four and a B also. How about you, Josh? I gave that a five for toughness, but I gave it an A plus because I, I love the beach and I love crawling through sand. So it was just, <laughs> you know, walking the park for me. Yeah. The only thing is, you know, I probably looked really stupid because I was really low. Because once I got out of it, I realized how high the barbed wire really was, <laughs> and I was down really low. So I probably didn't have to do that. Uh, which, as long as you're having fun, that's the most important thing. I was I mean, having next, a lot of fun. <laughs> the next thing was they called the turd's nest. That's not bird's nest. That's turd, as in T-U-R-D. And the turd's nest is a big cargo net suspended between two platforms about 15 foot off the ground. And the turd part of it is a guy with a fire hose over on one side that's spraying you while you're trying to go across it. So he's, he's the, the turd in this scenario. Uh, and that one wasn't tough. The ropes were a little rough on you, but I gave it a three for toughness. It was more just a, about getting over it. Because if you're scared of heights, it could have been tough. And a C for fun because the rope was kind of rough on my um, skin. And it was kind of, I was already beat up pretty good. Yeah. So crawling across it on my knees was out of the question. So I ended up going across hands and feet. But anyway, that was, that's the turd's nest, a three C for me. All right. I just need to interject here for just a moment. You paid to do this, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. You know, at the end, we got a t shirt, a headband, and a beer. And they offer you a tattoo as well. Yeah. And you could have got a tattoo. And so I said, that was the most expensive. That's, I, 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 if I figured out my gas and food, uh, you know, it was about sixty bucks for the hotel, so seventy-five or whatever dollars. And then in the the, the, um, the entry fee when we entered was like one hundred and ten dollars. So it's like a hundred and ten dollar T-shirt and a seventy-five dollar headband. But like I was shopping at Macy's or something. But anyway, yes, Mark, we did pay to participate in. This. Yeah, just so. What do you think about the turd's nest, Josh? Uh, turd's nest, I, I gave it a um, three. It wasn't uh, really challenging, but I gave it an A because. It combined both crawling and climbing at the same time, so I was all about that. <laughs> the only the only downside that I didn't like about that particular one was when Aaron jumped in, instead of spraying Aaron as he crawled through, the guy was spraying me as I was waiting for my turn to get in. So <laughs> I had to jump around Aaron and crawl out of it as fast yeah, as I could. One, the worst part was is the guy. there was a guy up there at the top hollering, go, 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 you know. So either crawl across or jump in. And so people were like just belly flopping out onto the, the, the net and then rolling down to the bottom. Well, if you're trying to crawl across, every time somebody hits a net, it would throw you up in the air and knock you off the net and everything. And that was kind of, that was actually kind of fun. But, um, so next one, um, as we're walking up to this one, they call this one Everest. It's a, it's a quarter pipe. I have half pipe. I know, but it's actually a quarter pipe, like a skater's half pipe, but it's half of one. So it's a curved ramp that you have to run up and get to the top. As I'm walking up, one of the workers says, I'm limping so bad at this point. He says, you need strong legs to be able to do this one. <laughs> and I was like, well, my legs hurting pretty bad. You need me to call first aid? I was like, no, I'm going to finish this thing. We're about a mile and a half from the end by that point. And it uh, sounds like somebody's doing their laundry. I don't know who it is. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we got to. Uh, so I just bypassed that obstacle totally. Didn't even try it. So I have no rating. Yeah, and this is one of those ones where I, I kind of made a calculated decision. We were both out there for four hours at this point with no food, no nothing. And, 
you know, I didn't want to be out there for another hour because as you walk up to it, there's a line of people. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to explain how this line, how long this line was because every person that tried to go up it took nine, ten times, sometimes 15 times to do this. And so the backup was tremendously long. And, uh, for me to try it and fail several times because of my no traction shoes uh, <laughs> would have been keeping us both out there for far longer than I, I wanted to. I, I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't, I wanted Aaron to finish and I wanted to also eat. So <laughs> I was, <laughs> I made a, was a, motivated to make a decision that, that I stood in line for a while and then I just decided to go around it. So that's the only one that I, didn't do, and, you know, I kind of regret not doing it, but then again, I, I made the conscious decision not. Well, and at this point, we're almost it. to the end. Um, near, We're nearing the finale, so to speak, and, uh, I, of course, I didn't, give a, I didn't give a rating to that one because I didn't do it, so I didn't, didn't give a rating to that one at all. But the, then we got to what is the quintessential Tough Mudder. It's even the logo, and that is the uh, Firewalker where you run down between uh, burning bales of hay and uh, and then you jump over a little fire at the end. It was about 30 yards of of fire and smoke. I gave that one an 8 for toughness because you can't breathe while you're doing it. And I gave it a D for fun because it wasn't fun at all because it can't breathe while you're doing it. And then it's not a matter of really being tough. It's just a matter of it, I was coughing for the next 30 minutes and it wasn't a matter of, of enjoying it or not enjoying it. I just... I would rather not have that obstacle just because it was kind of lame. And our, since, by the way, since the beginning of our show, our live audience has doubled. Let's hear from the live audience out there. Come on, everybody. All right. That's crazy. Wow. How about you, Josh? All right. Firewalker, I was a little bit harsher on it. I, I gave it a 10 uh, for toughness because not only the mental toughness of running through there, uh, but that smoke inhalation just totally zapped any kind of cardio that I had left. Um, I, I really had to dig deep after that point. And therefore, I, I give it a, an F for fun as well because I was still filming effects on the drive home. I was coughing and hacking and, and we both were in the car okay. on the way. Um, and, you know, I can understand if it was if it was hot. The fire on it wasn't uh, the... the they advertise the other ones as having these four-foot flames coming off of them, and it's more hot as you run through it. This one, the flames had died down, and it was nothing but just smoke. And yeah. to me, that was something that you put at the end of a of a 10-mile romp through the woods. Right. So I was a little bit harsher on it. Well, and then at the top of that, I could cut across and go to the finish or I could go down yet another hill and back up one more hill. And I, I was tempted and I finally told Joshua, I said, you know what? I've come nine miles. I'm not going to quit now. So we went down one more ski slope and back up one more ski slope. And there was one last obstacle called the electroshock therapy where you run through these wires that have varying degrees of shockiness up to 10,000 volt. At that point, I couldn't really run at all. So I bypassed that one as well. I'm not scared of being shocked. I've been shot by 110 plenty of times. I just kind of laugh at it. But uh, I just knew that I would get in the middle of it and get shocked and then be kind of laying there like a fish out of water, you know. Um, so I, I bypassed that one. Joshua Joshua took it for both of us. So how how did you rate that one, Joshua? I, I gave that one an eight. Uh, I did get shocked several times. Uh, I was not thinking as I was running through there, and my arms were a little bit further out than they should have. I should have held them in close. Uh, so I was hitting every wire on the way through, and one actually came up and hit me around the neck, and that didn't tickle um, a bit. <laughs> Yikes. But, you know, <laughs> um, but I got through it, and therefore I have to give it an A for funness because from now on I'm going to be able to tell people that I got shocked at the end of this stream thing uh, <laughs> and that's that's cool bragging rights are always cool yeah so anyway that's our that's our tough mutter experience the tough mutter pledge just to go back to what we were talking about before we have a question from the audience hang on okay audience member the question is in case you couldn't hear it out there um 
do you feel like you trained enough for this event? For me personally, I think I was on the on the route to be training enough until I got injured and um, pretty much two months of only running maybe once a week left me not trained well enough for the event. And I was shocked by the hill. Mentally, I was fine. I, I mean, I was gritting through it, no problem. Physically, I did not, I wasn't nearly trained enough um, for the hills. Um, I, I actually never really taxed my cardio that hard because I couldn't run because of my knee. So I don't know how much I could have done. Um, but for me, I would say physically, I wasn't really up to doing it. You know, I wasn't physically up to being able to just crush it or anything like that. How about you, Josh? Well, you already mentioned that your stair climber wasn't quite enough for the hills of Virginia. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't enough for them, but uh, doing trail runs and, uh, you know, I, I had recently done a 15K and going that long of a distance, um, a 15K is 10 miles or a little bit under 10 miles. Um, but, you know, doing that and training for distance like that, I, I knew my cardio wasn't going to be a problem. Um, as far as strength, uh, you know, I, I, I work weights out and I, I knew it was not going to be a problem. So they give you a bare minimum going into it. And I think if you do that bare minimum. I, you should be having no problem. It's all mental toughness after that. Yeah. Would I do it again is the question from the audience. Um, I would not do the Virginia Tough Mudder again for a couple of reasons. It's too far of a drive. And it's too hilly. <laughs> uh, and there wasn't enough mud because of the fact of the hills. I'm actually looking. There's a couple in Texas. I'm looking at doing maybe one of those or the Atlanta one. Right, Don? Right. Or Jacksonville. Right, here there's, there's one coming to Jacksonville. Here there's going to be one in Jacksonville, Florida. It can't be too hilly in Jacksonville, Florida, can it? I go there for church on Sundays. It is not. Unless right, we're going awesome. over one of the bridges. That'd be fine. So, no, anyway, that, that would be a concern. So, um, any more questions from the audience? Anybody? Any other questions? Well, I'd like to answer that. I'd, I'd like to say that, you know, at first, whenever I was asked the question if I'd do it again, uh, my first explanation was that I, I spent a lot of money on this, and it, it was a lot of hassle to do this. But it's kind of like um, I know people, uh, the, the thing I can kind of uh, compare this to is if you get a tattoo, your first one, it hurts. You don't want to ever do it again. But then you kind of get this bug and, and kind of have this visceral feeling of something that you don't normally feel on a day-to-day basis. And going out there and pushing myself as hard as I could and feeling such a different kind of pain, I definitely am. I've got the bug. I want to go do another one, whether it be the Virginia one. Yeah, whether it be the Virginia one or not, I, I want to do another one. Well, all four of the people here in our studio audience, I mean, all 4,000 of the people here in our studio audience are on my team at work, as is Joshua. So I want to get a, uh, a team from work together to do one together. That'd be a great team building exercise. And uh, Christy says, no, thanks. Sonia's all in for it. Trakes is already exercising right now. She's over here doing lunges and crunches and everything else. But uh, so, um, Joshua, I appreciate you being here. The pledge, you know, we touched on it briefly, basically just says, you know, I don't whine, kids are whine, kids kids whine, I won't have any fear, and I'll help my teammates over uh, my other, over my own course time, but that's kind of the whole idea of the uh, the pledge. So, Woo-hoo! Go Tough Mudders! Woo! All right. You can see the whole so, pledge, um, both in text form and tattoo form, on toughmudder.com. Yeah, you can. So, Joshua, I really appreciate you being on the show. Not a problem. And uh, have a great night. And gotta, thank you to our studio audience for being here tonight. And um, Joshua is also nice enough um, to segue right into that. Unless Don, Mark, either one you guys have a question about the, the mutter. I think we probably covered it in in Toto. Um, but uh, the today's eat less and exercise more tip were supplied by Joshua Perkins as well. And um, eat less tip. I'm going to read it for him. And we'll I actually put all this in the show notes so that people can look at it. Um, this are running just a little bit long. Joshua's tip is skim milk. Easy way to have taken a few less calories and less saturated fat. And once you drink it for a while, you kind of get used to it. You, if you work your way down from whole to 2% to 1%, you get used to the taste and texture and it becomes normal. I grew up drinking whole milk and now I drink 2%. And I can say that I used to always just swore by whole milk. Um, but now I drink 2%, don't even think anything about it. So 
That's a great way to burn a, or save a few calories that you don't have to burn. And then the exercise more tip is change up your routine, a.k.a. muscle confusion. So uh, Joshua recommends you switch it up every nine weeks, um, whether it's from the elliptical to the treadmill or trails to roads or weights to uh, yoga or whatever. And like, again, I'll take his exact notes he gave us here for these two tips and stick them in the show notes when I send them in. So um, again, Joshua, I appreciate you being on. Is he still there? Not a problem. He's still there. I'm okay. still here. And I appreciate all your help on the mudder, getting me up the, giving me the shove in the rear when I needed it. It's a true friend. <laughs> I got to say, the best thing of the entire event was finishing side by side at the end. That was the, the right. best thing of the whole entire It was definitely a bonding experience. Go team crazy people. Team suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Being in the car for 20 hours up there and you definitely bond. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks again joshua have a good night so if you want to uh find out more about this craziness and other craziness that we're involved with you can go i'm gonna take mark's job away right here just just like this bam www.elementop.com that's element like the periodic table and opie as in taylor uh, if you go there you can find out about all our other podcasts that are part of the element opie network and there's the forums there if you want to put a question or pose a question um or if you're interested, you can click a little button that says leave a voicemail, or you can enter your phone number and we will call you and you can leave a voicemail. But if you want to call us and leave a voicemail of some type, which we'll read on the show if you do it, you can dial 559-I-AM-OP. I want to hear it like a robot voice, Mark, if you can make that happen. 559-I-AM-OP, um, O-P-I-E, and you can leave us a voicemail. Of course, if you want to go straight to the one meal and workout stuff, just Google one meal and workout. That's the number one, not the, not the O-N-E, but the number one. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or just the main website, uh, onemillandworkout.com. Of course, you can always email me with your contest entrances at Aaron, A-R-O-N, at onemillandworkout.com. Mark, Don, do you all have anything else? I know this was pretty much a uh, bullet point list show, atypical, not only because of our live studio audience, um, but because of our bullet point list breakdown of the Tough Mudder, but... um. Hopefully somebody out there was listening that's interested in knowing about the stuff better and may be encouraged to go try it. No, Aaron, I think you covered it all. I don't have any questions at all. How about you, Don? I'm pumped up from hearing, uh, hearing how much you guys enjoyed it, and I'm ready to get back into some serious training and do whenever awesome. they announce the Jacksonville run. And if not, uh, if it doesn't happen before the Atlanta one. Mark, if I if I do the one in uh, if I do there's there's a Dallas one in March, March 31st. If I do the one in Dallas, you want to come? If you're not physically up to it at that point, come be a spectator maybe and take some pictures and just enjoy the frivolity. I will come and ridicule you mercilessly. Absolutely, that'll be that'd great. be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I was uh, I would say I was one of the more vocal contestants. I was yelling to people and at people and near people and come on, you know that kind of stuff. And you know that it was a lot of fun. Uh, so anyway. Uh, I just want to say, as always, thank you for being with us. And remember, before trying to climb an entire mountain, up and down a hill, barbed wire fences, ice cold water, or just dieting and exercising, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider.